Namaste. So today we take up uh, a poem of Shirobindo on life and death. Death is an enigma, but when we look at it from the divine's point of view, birth is a greater enigma because birth means a limitation of the infinite. And the moment something is limited. because behind there is an urge towards the infinity towards the limitlessness it tries to reach towards the infinite that's why human beings are so full of in ignorance it takes the form of longing desires of various kinds but in knowledge it takes the form of yearning aspiration uh, growth towards boundless limitless um, infinity eternity that's how it takes when we are conscious but in ignorance it takes the form of horizontal expansion as if we try to recreate infinity but since we cannot do it because we are based in a finite body therefore we have to leave the body and we come back in another body to gain another kind of experience this till we eventually reclaim our own universality so this is the process and the inner reason for death is this that soul within us comes from the infinite and it has this within it the blueprint of that so there is within the soul even within life the need for infinity and since it cannot be done on a limited basis within a limited finite mold therefore it needs to go beyond and take up another mold to get more experience and therefore grow through it so if we really look at it uh, from this point of view death is really a process of life it is not a opposite of life very often we think life and death we think like that because for us the reality of the senses is the ultimate reality and it is a sign of an extreme material um, kind of education and a kind of understanding which is limited only to the material world you know i often use this word gospel of hiranyakashyap so hiranyakashyap gospel is only that which you see you hear you taste that is true and in fact that would leave much of the most precious things of life love knowledge strength as if it is untrue unless it manifests in outer terms but nevertheless it's because the senses are very limited therefore we are shocked by the sudden disappearance of a physical form or uh, if not sudden then a slow disappearance we see the disintegration process we see the processes of life uh, coming to a close and we declare it death but what it really means is it uh, what it really means is that the instrument through which the life force was operating the instrument which the soul was using for a certain kind of experience that instrument has arrived at its limit and is now you know uh, crashed so what do we do when it is crashed we either repair it or we get a new computer but what happens to the data so nowadays they say that there are two ways of uh, saving the data one is that data disk can still remain you can retrieve it or you save it in the cloud in in the net space so something similar happens so when the outer computer crashes several times it is an indication that it may crash one day and there are conditions in which it crashes so too when we start visiting doctors frequently so we may it means that we are the mechanism is not working there are progressive dislocations as the mother puts it till a time comes when the dislocation is so much that the body the mind the life cannot follow the rhythm the urge extreme urge of the inmost being which wants to fly to soar but the outer body is not able to follow that rhythm and hence it breaks down in the process so this is one way that the 
crash takes place and when the crash takes place one kind of data which is there in the uh, available in those drives whatever they are called um, what is it called one is you know you extract and take out and ha ah, external hard drive so that is like the mind so you can you know use it into another computer when you reassemble so something of the mind the information continues to stay and the second is what you have stored in the cloud or in the internet space now that you can plug into any other computer and you can take uh, retrieve that whole thing so something similar happens so mind is like that external hard drive which uses the brain to for its own purposes so when life force withdraws consciousness withdraws and snaps then what happens to this data it is not lost it can remain for a long time it can even continue to influence it can plug into other other uh, kinds of computers many of the past life memories that people speak about are not necessarily their own past life particularly when they have information about something very external events so mind has stored it in a space and it's like an external hard disk it plugs into some other pc um, you know and it uh, can download itself and the person suddenly feels that there are memories of my past life and if you go you will find it to be true there are actual incidents but it's not that that person has actually you know lived those lives then there is uh, important information which is stored into the uh, cloud space now that we can call is a soul space now in the soul the essence of everything is stored soul is like the skinware the man who is using the computer who is using the software and the hardware so in the man within the man that essence is there let's take an example that you are writing a book on death and the disk crashes and all the data is lost so everything is lost even let's say that you know you didn't save anything on internet so what remains what remains is the idea which was already there inside the human being you may not remember everything that you wrote you don't need to remember but you have the idea you have the knowledge so when you sit on the computer i am saying something very true ha huh? it has actually happened so when you sit again on the uh, another computer you have lost all the data but you start the idea is there now it takes another form supposing between that moment and another moment you have progressed one year down the line so you may even end up writing something more beautiful precisely because you have progress so people who need to repeat the same thing again and again means the progress has stopped whereas when you progress the same thing you will discover many dimensions new ways and then when you write the same thing it will be very different so we have again this soul which needs to the hardware and software have the limitations hardware has maximum limitations software too but the skinware or the soul within us that needs to it will pick up a new computer and it will start doing its work or we can use the ancient image of the vahana the vehicle so the body is the vehicle and uh, the life force is the fuel which drives it and the uh, driver is the mind which the buddhi which has to drive you know but buddhi too must act under the soul who is the actual fellow who is enjoying the car he is sitting inside and he has to direct now if the soul is very nascent it is not developed enough and imagine you know the person gets in and tells the driver that uh, you know you take me wherever you wish to now it is very dangerous now imagine if the driver also is not developed so driver says i don't know where to go anyways what i'll do is i'll put it on auto so you know some people talk about spontaneity of life so he'll say i don't know where to go so what do i do i just Uh, click the first button that i impulsively see and let the car go 
Now imagine if the frightful scenario, I am just modifying the simile of the Rath with the five horses. Because you know, nowadays we don't have Rath, we have cars. So let's you know, make it more contemporary. So something similar happens that when we are driven purely by the senses, it's like we have put the um, vehicle on autopilot and we don't know where to go. And the driver and the uh, probably the person behind who has to travel is sleeping. And the driver is busy on his smartphone talking to somebody else. And the car is going, we don't know. It is going to crash very soon. It will be directionless, aimless life. So be very careful then when people say, I am, I, I go by my spontaneity. That spontaneity is normally the spontaneity of the life. It needs to be mastered by, desire, uh, by the mind within us, by buddhi. Much later, a true soul spontaneity will emerge. But we should not mix up the two. So then the second option is the mind drives. So up to a point, the mind will lead. So people lead a very regulated, balanced life, all mind-centered, depending on where they want to go. And finally, there is the soul life. So the person who is using a car may say, Ki, okay, imagine you are on a pilgrimage. The car can take you up to a point. And then it says, I get down, it takes a, takes another car, maybe a, you know, simpler or maybe takes a kandi and then you walk alone, you know, or barefoot. So something similar happens after death. So what happens after death? Uh, we, the car has broken down. So this is one part. So when the car breaks down for whatever reason or the soul decides to leave the car, now it must travel a journey towards the, as I said, it's a pilgrimage. So death is not the end of life. It's a change of another mode of life. It's like you enter into that door and you are into another life. And that life is uh, can be very disorienting if while living we are not used to that life. Uh, one of the ways to get used to that life is to remember the dream world, to be conscious during sleep. Then we are oriented. Of course, as a mystic, we know how to die while living. But ordinarily, it's a very different life. People often ask, they see a dream and they say that, I don't know what I saw. And the language is different, the landscapes are different, the time-space domains are different. And uh, then when we leave that, for some time, when we are, there is a transition from this life to another mode of life. So the first mode of life is the vital mode of life. So vital mode of life means all the desires, the uh, feelings, the emotions. So whatever we could fulfill, or try to fulfill because desires can never be fulfilled or try to fulfill through the body. Now, when the body is not there, then the same impulses and uh, things continue. So, you know, when two people, supposing they are fighting and they kill each other. So what happens? Does the fight stop? No. So after they leave the body, they continue to fight in the vital world. <laughs> it's very interesting. <laughs> Till they are... Disintegrated till you know the forces of disintegration will eventually. So <laughs> this is what happened. It's like dream world, no? When you sleep with a fight in the mind, you know you will see all kinds of weird dreams uh, in the dream world because that state of consciousness prolongs. Uh, and this is what is meant when it is said that at the moment of death, it's a moment of intense concentration. So one can take a leap towards the future. One can merge with the infinite. So this question was asked to Shurbindo. So Shurbindo said, well. At the moment of death, you will be what the, it will depend upon the kind of life you have lived. If you have lived a life dedicated to the divine, then you can be rest assured that when death comes, you will automatically think of him. But if you have not led a life dedicated to the divine, if the life has been dedicated around your children, Nati, Pota, then after going also, you will be thinking about them. You will feel about them. You will feel their pain. You will feel their sorrow. You will feel their joys. 
and it'll be very funny imagine you know you have left the body and people are happy about you actually in a way it will uh, you will get a shock of life that okay <laughs> people are thinking uh, it's okay you know to depart Uh, but if you are suffering if people on earth are suffering if they are full of sorrow in a way it is good you see the send off should be a good send off why should one be you know in sackcloth and you know lamenting and because if the person who is going we are actually giving more pain because the vital sheath is now without the body so body prevents us from feeling many things this vital sheath can feel much more intensely so even a little pain and suffering it gets receives it so now what happens is why the journey is delayed because we are burdening it already the person has gone he has to go to the future imagine you know in olden times it used to happen i don't know now you know i remember when you know we'll go in a train uh, we are going to study everything is good you know we are very happy we are looking forward to going for uh, meeting our friends and school college Uh, but uh, mom will make nice food for you and she is crying till you know you are waiting you want to now engage with you know reading a book or something but you can't because your mom is crying so you stand on the gate and you are know, saying bye bye waiting for the whole <laughs> process to change mode but the moment it happens what happens mom is crying still but you are back in your seat and you are uh, now imagine if you can feel her pain you will never be able to go forward and if there is a very sensitive boy he or um, girl she will probably pull the chain or maybe tell mom take you know so it's not a very happy situation to be in to be pulled down by earth because the consciousness to become lighter to ascend but it cannot ascend because it's pulled back by the suffering of others so we should understand that death is a moment of send off so give a good send off after all the person has to go on his or her journey and uh, he has a right to do that it's part of that freedom that we give to each one the space to live life their own way so he has to be on the journey so this is one part then as we go further after some time when we are traveling initially we are still thinking of our village and those landscape which are nearby what happens when we are gone halfway through now our thoughts are turned towards what's going to happen my friends in the college all those thoughts are coming isn't it so from the vital world we enter into the mental world and in the mental world now we no more suffer because vital suffers but we are beginning to assimilate all the information that you know we have gathered around its essence is being absorbed by the soul and then when we go still further the mental sheath is dropped and now the soul enters into a state of pregnant rest and from there now it begins to think about the future what am i going to do now all that past is absorbed by now absorbed is in a sense not in details it's like my whole life what was it so there is like a flash people say that just before dying there is a flash of things now this flash is usually a few minutes just imagine a whole lifetime 80 years 90 years flash is maximum 10 minutes why is it so because in a whole lifetime 10 minutes were worth living apart from the fact that it is intensely concentrated and compact like a cd disc but if your life has been really worth living if you have dedicated your life to something greater higher nobler beautiful to the divine then you have to allow more time to assimilate that's why it is said that people who are who have practiced yoga and you know who have lived a life beautiful life the mother would recommend 24 hours to 7 days to keep the body 
This is not that it has to be done in every case, but generally people who have lived a life well, they need to pick up all these impressions. And where are these impressions? They are like imprints on the body. You have to pick it up from the body, extract it from the vital, from the mental. You have to extract that essence which is needed. And then you have to carry it and next life you will see what has been left undone, what is yet not completed, what learning is still required, what is the kind of experience needed. Out of a whole stock of uh, experiences, we draw one, some portion for one life and we keep the rest for the other life. So this process takes very long until and unless divine grace intervenes. So what does divine grace do? It says, okay, fine. I'll, you want infinity, isn't it? So the soul says, yes. So you, I have to go through multiple lives. I'm giving a mythical dialogue, okay? So you have to go through so many lives to recapture infinity. Still you cannot. Yes, I know. So what do you do? I will open the doors to infinity. Now the moment the doors to infinity are open, then the soul's need for infinity is taken care of. It's a pure, we can understand it purely in scientific terms. So it doesn't need to come again and again. You know, the whole purpose of lives after lives to have that, recreate that infinity, that oneness, ultimately is achieved by the touch of grace. That's what yoga is about. Even where one thinks it's one's own effort, it is the touch of grace. And then when the soul has tasted infinity, tasted eternity, if it still will come down, it will be only to do some work of the divine. It doesn't need to come down. Its cooling is complete. It's like somebody who is uh, in 6th standard, 7th standard, has to go through 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th. But suddenly there is a super genius. Or there is the headmaster is your, you know, old time schools, who is your own papa. So he says, okay, fine, come. I give you some grace marks and you are through. So something like that happens in our evolutionary process. So soul's journey through lives is an evolutionary process. And the interregnum between one life and another is a period of assimilation. It's like we eat food, then we need to sleep. And when we have slept a whole, it's not only food that we assimilate. People think it's only for food. No, a whole day is experience. And when you assimilate, when you wake up, so you must wake up, that's why the recommendation is not to wake up suddenly, to spring up and you have to assimilate, you have assimilated something, now you must start from there, something, a beautiful start. It should not be that suddenly, it's a sudden abrupt process. When we wake up, we stay quiet, concentrated, so that the essence of it is there. Otherwise, we tend to lose a lot of things. So that's why, that's why birth is to be also celebrated. Death is a passage and birth is also celebrated because you are welcoming something new. It should not be with that state, oh my God, I have another child, oh girl, child. This is a very wrong way to you know, bring any, anyone into this world. It should be a cause for joy when the child comes, that offering, that prayer. It's to actually start the new journey in a beautiful way. So this is what whole thing is about. So again, death is only because our senses cannot see beyond, so we think. Nothing exists. It is the end of things. And it doesn't need uh, a very deep thought, but a simple uh, common sense will tell us that the limits of our sight are not the limits of light. The limits of our sensing things is not the limits of creation. Creation exists. There is no end to creation actually. It exists from the material world. It climbs through many, many, many layers. It's infinite actually. Its origin is in the infinite. So creation doesn't cease because our senses do not perceive it. So next time when somebody departs, we should not say that he is, this is the end. He's gone. 
dead. No, he is gone means where? He is gone now in another mode of experiencing life. And if he was not a mystic, he may feel a little disoriented, but there are ways and mechanisms in nature that one will get oriented. In any case, one is carried. You sleep in a train, train is still carrying you. So there are mechanisms through which we are carried beyond till we reach that point up till which we are uh, allowed to go before return. But for a yogi, he can travel up and down consciously. Yogi never dies. This idea that somebody died, I, I don't know. It betrays our grossest ignorance because actually nobody dies in one sense. In one of the seminars, mother gave a... Uh, people to write about what death is. So people wrote different things. Decentralization of will, this, that. At the end, mother had to write her remarks. So mother wrote her remarks. In fact, there is no death. So nobody dies. And a yogi, out of question. Yogi is conscious in all the realms. How can he die? He is conscious of infinity. For a yogi, it is up to him to choose whether he wants to be in contact with the earth or he wants to withdraw from contact with the earth. You cannot bind him. Even during a lifetime, while in the body, a yogi can withdraw from the earth or he can stay in contact with the earth. So when people talk about the departure of Sri and all this, it sounds a little, to me, at least paradoxical. Because what is departure? Where it's, As someone very beautifully said when he was asked, uh, gone. So he said, but where is Sri gone? I think it was Kapali Shastri or someone. But where is he gone? Where is he gone? I mean, it's an absurd question. Only a yogi can answer like this. Where has he gone? And we have all this thing about, you know, Shubindu's departure, 5th December 1950. Okay, we understand at a material level something happened. But this departure from material scene means he has gone beyond the limits of our senses. That's all. And I'm sure that any reasonable person understands that the limits of my senses is not the limits of knowledge or of light. So this is the background with which we'll talk about. We'll read this poem. Life and Death It's a very short poem Life, Death, Death, Life The words have led for ages Our thought and consciousness And firmly seemed Two opposites But now Long hidden pages Are opened Liberating truths undreamed for long time, life or death. But now, what are those hidden pages? When probe into death started, one with the uh, mystic phenomena has always probed death and known that death is not the end of life. But even, you know, people talk about this one life and all this, all later Christianity. It's all later on and I don't want to get into it, but it's a complete misunderstanding of uh, the truths that Christ taught. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, people thought in ordinary ignorance that they are opposites. But mystics always knew they are not opposites. It's another mode of life. But even science, last hundred years, very interestingly, science started probing death. And whatever results it has found, whether it be Dr. Uh, Raymond Modi or it be recent that was Anita Morjani and many other videos that there is near-death experience. Even people have an out-of-body experience and all these things that, well, uh, we are not we are tied to the body, but we can remain, our consciousness can become freed from the body. And they know that death is only that exit from the body, but an entry into a larger life. It's like you stumble through a door and a new world opens for you. So this is the thing we need to understand. Now, Sri wrote this long back. 
and actually maybe around that time dr modi was starting this exploration scientific exploration of death and there is n number of evidence that death is not the end of life and i don't want to get into that but hidden pages so these are the hidden pages different planes of consciousness etc are open liberating truths undreamed life only is this three lines are enough this imagine if you don't read anything before or later it's one of those lines where should win the rights like this whether i live or die i am i am living and death are two modes in which i may enter but i am even if the computer is shut down does the user finish when the tree falls does the bird also cease to exist so that's how he describes that life only is then what is death life only is or death is life disguised so there are two ways that death is either a preparation for life very interesting you know when you bury a seed into a soil is the seed living or dead a very interesting thing you know is the virus living or dead it's a borderland it can begin to live if you create the conditions if you don't have the conditions it will not live same thing applies even to a seed incidentally put it in the conditions and it will grow and become living don't put it in the right conditions seed in itself you throw it into boiling water it is not going to spring into a plant so death is life disguised it it can throw up so even the inconscient the darkest mystery life is there and it can emerge but it's completely concealed consciousness is there completely concealed but under the pressure of the divine consciousness which is hidden within and the divine who is all around there is the pressure to emerge and it emerges same thing so he says that death is only life disguised so again if we take it after death our journey it takes another form another mode we begin to experience life in different way so life only is or death a life death is life disguised life a short death until by life we are surprised so after death we discover creation teeming with life worlds beyond worlds splendors beyond splendors creation unending creatures fascinating circumstances you know one example i'll give this benjamin who used to look after the cycle store in the ashram at one point of time so benjamin uh, developed a little bit of crankiness you know so everybody thought he has gone cranky but it was not cranky actually he had left the body and mother had told he had left the body one year back but uh, you know life force was continuing so it he continued then one uh, time came when the life force withdrew so he people thought now he is no more and uh, that benjamin who has left he comes and uh, his first relatives came and asked uh, what happened whatever he said he is in a very beautiful place lovely place he was in one of those subtle vital worlds where because he was closely connected with the body that he it was a beautiful world so he said he was in a very beautiful world he is enjoying the gardens he would come and talk to mother that you know it's so beautiful what realm is this and at one place he asked her that you know um about religion 
And mother said, you don't need any religion because he had this always this conflict. He was a Christian by birth and had accepted. Under a lot of pressure from the family, a lot of conflict. You don't need any religion there. Don't worry. Religion is for here. And then the best part was when he leaves the body, finally, then he comes to his room. So all his furniture has been shifted. So he went complaining to the mother. Mother, they have shifted my furniture, shifted my furniture. Mother said, you don't need it. So he said, okay. He finally went away. You know, so it's another mode. So sometimes there can be a mix-up because one, sometimes it happens, you know, when you wake up, this is a telescoping, you don't know whether you are asleep or woken up. So there can be all kinds of possibilities. The best is to tell them, go, please. Because now you don't need furniture, you don't need us. There are new places, new beings. That's why this detachment, why it is taught? Because without detachment, we'll be bound to appearances. We think somebody is my father, mother, husband, wife, children. In another life, will be completely new set of people. Hopefully better people. <laughs> so, it is always, you know, because life is progressing. So, here it is. Life is short death until by life we are surprised. So, death is not a Occasion for sorrow. Yes, we feel sorrow, but we should know the sorrow is not for the person. It is because we are attached. Something which we are drawing from the person, that is missing. That's all. It is our own loss of value. But it's not that the person is finished or dead. In fact, for the person, it's a chance to restart life. It's a beautiful opportunity. Death is the soul's opportunity, Shurabindu says. He can really rebuild many things he may have dreamed. May have never been able to accomplish. Either because the body was not ready or because you know circumstances were not good. Whatever be the reason. Situations were not conducive. So the soul has decided, fine. Let me take a new body. It's a cause for joy for the soul. Because it's always on its adventure moving forward. But if we are unhappy, we should know it's not because of that person. It's because of my own attachment, my own you know, uh, it's not about attachment being good or bad, but it's that which makes me suffer. But as far as the person is concerned, he is not suffering. For all we know, he is happy to be released from this casement uh, and, uh, you know, travel further towards the future. He is looking towards the future like that boy who is in the train and going to his new college. So he is looking forward to a greater learning. So I will read this and then we stop. Life and death, as I often say, it's a complete new organ transplant. All organs new, fresh, supple body, new land, new climb, new adventure, new joy. Life, death, death, life, the worlds have led for ages. Our thought and consciousness and firmly seemed two opposites, but now long hidden pages are opened, liberating truths undreamed. Life only is, or death a life. Or death is life disguised. Life is short death and by life, until by life we are surprised. So when we look at from the total consciousness point of view, this life which we call as living, this will appear as dead. You see, a person who has for instance a deeply intense spiritual life, very deep, intense, very vast, when such a person walks in the world of People who are leading life, they think they are living. How? Partying, cinema, this, that, buying gadgets. So what will this person think? My God, they are living like dead people. That's why it's called as Asana Mrityu. 
they may be like imagine a human being watching a monkey jumping all through from all day monkey is busy so monkey may think i am leading a what a extremely restless he won't use the word restless He'll say i am a busy bee but for a human being oh he is just a monkey so we think this is life but this is most of the time for most of us unfortunately a blind unconsciousness a dark ignorance in which we are trapped and for somebody who has reclaimed these hidden parts of a being the other worlds the cosmic consciousness has contact with the divine the psychic being the transcendent and it looks upon and say my god this is horrifying human life it's so miserable but for a human being he is very attached to this so he is reminding us on one side death is life disguised because the mode is very different it is a kind of we are unconscious life is short death how is life a death because we are as if dead we don't realize it again he is reminding us life is not the processes of life so when when he is saying death is life disguised the processes change the mode changes we think breathing and heartbeat is death no that is one of the things shorbindo's uh, you know physical withdrawal reveals to us life has nothing to do with heartbeat and lungs they are processes obviously if your computer crashes you may have all the ideas but you can't do anything but it doesn't mean that you are gone you can use another computer if somebody tells you use this you will use it so it is not the cessation of life it is just a change of the mode on earth physical body uses certain instruments but there is no reason why in future like in the past we may not evolve other kinds of instruments for life fishes live under water and they die when they are exposed to air we live on air we die if we drown into the sea it's a living example isn't it so there are other ways of living even when breath has stopped the heartbeat has stopped it's just that we don't know about it and life is short death what we call as life is actually suddenly a fall into unconsciousness and the mother says even the evolved souls when they take on a human body by the shock of it it takes time to recover that's why she doesn't want us to go through the process of death why because she says it's okay because somebody may say then what is the big deal she says because it's a waste it takes you 20 years some people earlier and sometime there may be accidents all kinds of things to recover what you have lost and then for some time you just consolidate that recovery then you progress so unfortunately let us say 25 30 you begin to develop some kind of aspiration and progress by the time you are 50 60 unfortunately we feel uh, it's enough it's very sad if you look at it it's a very very wasteful process full of all kinds of resources he doesn't want that so in all likelihood the supramental life will not be created this way we are mistaken to imagine that suddenly you know people will stop dying and their body will molt up molt into no that if that mode had to happen then it would have happened in the body of shurvinder and the mother so what will be the new way being so ready prepared up to a point will leave the body and remain work upon that domain especially those who have organized their psychic and the mental consciousness around their vital and mental consciousness even the physical around the soul so now they are compact 
already ascended to higher consciousness. So what they will do? As the world conditions become ready and the supramental force starts working in matter and begins to modify it, they will start condensing, crystallizing, using that supramental substance and appearing. And Mother gives this hint when she says, the, the Shurabindo's appearing of Shurabindo more and more in visions of people. So this will be the new mode uh, of uh, the supramental world. So we should not expect suddenly, you know, one day, a human being who will, people sometimes imagine this, no, that 90, now suddenly one day I will, yes you will, but this body crust will remain and if you have really done yoga, by all means, I am talking of Shurabindo's integral yoga, one will stay till the conditions are ready or one may come, come to do the work. You have already achieved a certain level, but you come back to do the work. So everything is possible. So life is short death until by life we are surprised. But still when we take a human body, for the evolved beings, it is like a death. So this is how, you know, somebody like Kabir says, Jagat chabena kalka, kuch mukh me kuch god. We are very happy. We are enjoying. But from a mystic's point of view, it is food for death. Half in his mouth, half in his thali. But there is a greater truth Shobindo reveals that Jagat Chabena Kal ka nahi hai. Even Kal is a spice in the banquet of the God. And it is meant to be a food for the divine. And when our consciousness develops, it becomes a tasty food for the divine. And when he tastes it, assimilates it and brings us out of himself, then it's a wonder and it's a joy. Namaste.